You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan here at the Wondery Sunset Studios in West Hollywood. I'm a writer and producer, and I'm excited for our guest to come in today. Liz, aren't I, you? I know. This is a big deal. I'm Liz Dolan, also in the Wondery Studio <laughs> with Leanne, and we have two chairs at this table with us. There are going to be four of us in the studio in mere moments to have a super fun conversation. If you are a podcast fan, and I'm assuming if you listen to the show that perhaps you are, just, yeah. a, just a hint, just a thought. Just a good guess. Uh, we are going to be talking to the hosts of Happier in Hollywood, Liz Craft and Sarah Fain. They are also the showrunners of the new ABC show. It's a limited 10-episode event, it's, they're calling it, yes. the ABC Publicity Department, mm-hmm. called The Fix. It debuts Monday, March 18th at 10 p.m., 9 Central on ABC. <laughs> but Liz and Sarah are going to come on in here and tell us about working on their TV show and also working on their podcast yeah. and what they've learned from that. And but, the TV show is produced with Marsha Clark, is the third executive producer on it. And it's sort of a Marsha Clark story. It's a fascinating story. I've seen the pilot. More on that when we talk to them. Right. Liz and Sarah have had longtime careers as Hollywood as writers here in Hollywood, they first started on Josh Whedon's Angel, you know, That's fan favorite. Amazing. They worked on The Shield for many years. They uh-huh. sold other TV shows, and they are the executive producers and showrunners of The Fix. So they will have a lot to tell us. So mm-hmm. we're looking forward to that. Uh that's about all we have. To- That's <laughs> it. They're sort of the stars of the show today. Julie's taking the week off, but uh Liz, I saw this one. I saw this one headline. It just made me think of you because you've traveled all over the world for your career for many, many years. Yes, and for many years. I'm sure you have a love-hate relationship with hotel rooms. I do, yes. And, and what they yield, you yes, know? Yes, I do. Uh-huh. So, Mainly hate, but I think it's just I've been burned <laughs> out on it. But sometimes there are some good features. Yeah. All right. So I saw this headline at tripsavvy.com. Hotel etiquette. What can you take home? Okay. So these are things you can actually take out of your hotel room. You mean other than like the shampoo? Yeah. Well, it's the shampoo. That's what you can take, basically. You can take the shampoo. You can take the conditioner, your body lotion, your other sundries. Yeah. Go ahead. Take those bathroom slippers. I didn't know you could take those. Yeah. Oh, this is according to the Hyatt Place Hotel. Uh You can take the stationery. Take yeah. the logoed pens, postcards, and the envelopes. You can yeah. take all of that. Those stuff. are there for the taking, right? The hotels produce those expecting you're going to take them. So this leads me to think maybe the list includes other things that people do take but shouldn't take. Okay. This list, I mean, if you're taking these things, please don't go to any more hotels, <laughs> right? According to the housekeeping department at the Hilton Kingston, guests often take towels, and bathroom yeah. toiletries. Okay, yeah, so no. you're not supposed to take every cotton ball they give you or anything like that. Okay. Oh, but wait, then, I do do that. But then they go deeper, Liz. They're taking the hair dryers, Liz. <gasps> really? They're taking the cable boxes. I mean, people don't. <laughs> really? They don't really think you could take a cable box. That's not going to work in your home anyway. I can just tell you. How about this? They're taking those clock radios. Which, first of all, you can't get to work in the hotel room. <laughs> Has anyone ever successfully no. set the alarm on those clock radios? No, no, never. No, and so why would you take those home? That's why the alarm always goes off at some crazy time right. because the previous person did not effectively set it. So the alarms go off at 5 a.m. no matter what. <laughs> 
because nobody knows how to set those clocks. Don't take them home. It's going to ruin your night. Okay. And please, for goodness sake, don't take the paintings off the wall. No, I really? mean, who is doing that? First of all, they're terrible. Yeah. There's nothing worse than a hotel room painting. Right. Is there? No. No. No, no there's not. The TV remote controls, the pillows. I mean, you got to know you can't take those. And people even take the Bible, which <laughs> seems doubly wrong. <laughs> is it? Wow. So it's not really taking, it's stealing. stealing. You're just stealing things from from a hotel at this point. I can see why some of it is, okay, well, you said cotton balls. I do sometimes because I need those in my little makeup kit. But you can't take, don't take like the whole, you know, the the tissue thing or the holder. That's what they're saying. Don't take that. Anything that's considered furnishings (laughs) I leave behind. And the cotton ball holder is, is a furnishing. Well, if you're really in love with your uh, your soap dish, you can actually, they have now websites like Hilton to Home where you can yeah. actually order all that stuff. If you feel like you need one of those hotel clock radios to wake you up at 5 a.m., that's the way to do it. I did do this one time. I had, because I, I think I've slept in every hotel, certainly every hotel chain in the world. Yes. And I needed a new bed, and I just determined that really the best bed in the world was the Sheraton Super Sleeper. It is a good bed. It's the best. And it's also the Westin bed. They don't tell you that, but like the same bed at the Westins. And so I did a lot of research to find out exactly what model was the Sheraton Super Sleeper. And and that's what I bought for my home. But never did I think about just stealing a mattress (laughs) from an actual Sheraton. It's not a take-home gift. The... Oh, People do. I have taken like the laundry bags, I'll admit. But they're normally plastic. Plastic. Yeah, yeah I think that's. I You're think allowed it's to okay. take that. Okay. It's not on the list, but I'm giving you permission, Liz. Okay. I'm giving you permission. Is there anything you've ever taken that you want to just confess right no, now? No, I don't. Yeah, nothing like. No, nothing like that. I mean, I usually take the shampoos and perhaps, Liz, I've taken some extras off the cart in the hallway if I really <laughs> enjoy them. Perhaps on my way at the, out the door, yeah. I've done that. Yeah. I'm just against stealing. I'm not really a stealer, a lifter, a shoplifter. Like, apparently that whole stage where people started just shoplifting things in high school. You never did that? I never did that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's wrong, Liz. Yes. It's it's stealing. (laughs) It's stealing. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Right. 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 It's not there for the taking. I mean, I know people that have done the reverse, like on business trips, brought stuff with them from home and then had it dry cleaned at the hotel so they could put it on their bill. Oh, like, okay. I even heard, this may be apocryphal, of somebody from an old agency they worked at who, like, literally brought their living room curtains to a hotel. So, the, <laughs> so I don't know how that shows up on your, when you're checking out, that yeah. you had the curtains clean, whatever. So, yeah, don't do that either. Yeah. Just go to the hotel, take the shampoo, <laughs> leave a nice tip for the woman yes. or the man cleaning your mm-hmm. room, mm-hmm. and don't take the clock radio. That's all we're going to say here at Satellite Sisters. Uh, you know what, though? You can go to our Satellite Sisters store. Take whatever you want from there. Yes. It's going to cost you some money. But right. uh, if you go to SatelliteSisters.com, you can find our store. We don't have clock radios, but we have mugs. We mm-hmm. have T-shirts. We have hats. It's the perfect our- time of year to start thinking about Mother's Day gifts, shower gifts, things you're going to need for the spring. We've got the the merch to for many of the satellite sisters and satellite misters in your life. Fantastic. All right, coming up, we're going to be talking to Sarah Fain and Liz Kraft of Happier in Hollywood and The Fix. Stay tuned. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what uh, 
what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. We're back. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. We are really excited, first of all, to have not one but two guests in the studio. Liz, no. this is really new for I don't for think us. this has ever happened no, for no. us. here at Wondry. <laughs> we have the executive producers of the new ABC show, The Fix, with us. Sarah Fain is here. Sarah, let people hear your voice. Hello. Hello. I'm so and Liz, happy to be here. Liz Craft is here. Hi, Liz. Hi. Thanks yeah. for having us. You guys know I'm the biggest Satellite Sisters fan. Oh, this thank you. so exciting. Thank you. <laughs> you know, the podcast community is a very sweet nice community, (laughs) isn't it? I mean, you know, we're out there doing our thing. And we're going to talk to you later about Happier in Hollywood because you've been doing that show for what, like a year and a half now, two years? almost two years. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to know what you know. We're going to ask you all the same questions people have asked us over the years. So get ready. We got a whole list of questions. Okay. But first, let's talk about your awesome TV show. You have been chronicling this over the course of Happier in Hollywood. So we all feel like we have a TV show premiering next week, (laughs) but you guys actually do (laughs) I mean, that's how much we self-identify. So, all right, just tell people what The Fix is about for those of us who haven't listened or haven't seen it yet. Well, we co-created it with Marsha Clark, the O.J. Simpson prosecutor. Yes. Um, And she is just an incredibly compelling, dynamic woman who we fell in love with when we met her. Um, And so The Fix is really um, total fiction, but it's sort of— so the fix is inspired sort of by Marsha's story, although it is complete fiction. And it's about an L.A. prosecutor who's embroiled in the trial of the century, uh, an actor is, you know, charged with double homicide. She loses the case. That happens right at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. He goes free. She walks out of the courtroom, throws her pumps in the trash and says, I'm never going back there again. And then eight years later, we cut to her living on her farm in Washington, this idyllic life. And her trial partner shows up and says, he did it again. You've got to come back. This time we've got to get him. So she returns to her life in L.A. And it's really a it's a soap. It's a legal thriller from everyone's point of view, including the defendant's point of view and the defense's point of view. And we just did, you know, did he commit this crime? 
And it's what we love about it is Marsha said very early on, all the interesting stuff doesn't happen in the courtroom. So it's a legal show that's not about the law. We're not in the courtroom very much at all. We're really like delving into people's lives and the kind of fun, juicy stuff that happens behind the scenes but in in all the different spheres of the case. So it's really fun. It's a bullet train. Yes. yes. <laughs> I got chills just oh, hearing fully. the pitch again. I know. Oh, I, I did. You. The first time you pitched it to us, which was what, like a year and a half ago, yeah. Liam yeah. and I were having lunch with you two yeah. on the Disney lot, and you told us what the idea was, and we were both like, that is such an awesome idea yeah. for a show. But you hadn't been picked up yet. No. Now, we your hadn't whole even made the pilot. Is, yeah. I mean, it was... Still just nascent. Yes. Yes. So you guys were there at the beginning. Yeah. So (laughs) I watched the pilot last night, even though it hasn't aired yet, America. Monday night, March 18th, 10 p.m., right? Thank you. Um, 9 Central. (laughs) (laughs) So I watched the pilot last night. And I got to tell you, because I've heard you on Happier in Hollywood talk about your jobs as showrunners and what executive producers do and decisions you had to make along the way, I appreciated all kinds of elements that I wouldn't normally have paid so much attention to. For instance, <laughs> on your podcast, you talked a lot about locations yes. right? and spending money on really great locations. And I got to say, you have really great locations in this show. That Malibu house. Is the nice. Malibu house, <laughs> yeah. You see why we fought so yeah. hard The that. moment we were in the Malibu house, Sarah, I was like, oh, the Malibu house. <laughs> I know how hard they fought for the yeah. Malibu house. Yeah. So I really loved that. Also, you talked a lot about just, I think you even had your wardrobe person on yes, the show, yes. right? You talked a lot about how you dress the various characters. I was noticing all of these things in a whole new way. So oh, it was dramatic and awesome and surprising and beautiful. And I'm very excited for you guys. Thanks. Now, I noticed on your ads, it's a 10 10- yeah. Series was ten show event. They're calling it yes. an event. Sort of event. Yes, yes. yes. Does that add extra pressure to know you're an event or what? <sighs> That's a good question. I mean, it it kind of makes it more exciting for us in a way. I think we're like, wow, we're not just like a show. We're an event. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Because we're done now. We're done shooting. So there's no more pressure. It's yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. out there. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, and it, what I like about them saying it's a 10 episode event is I feel like it sells what it is, which yeah. is 10 episodes that you just fly through and we get to an answer at the end. OK. Yes. So That's you great. all all is revealed in those 10 episodes. OK. And then um, in the event of season two, we will have another case. And oh, OK, and, that's and good to know. Because we yes. were wondering about that. Event. Yes. <laughs> we were wondering about how would there be a season two? Obviously, the Marsha Clark character, what's her name in the show? Mia. Maya. 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 Um, like, this is her first time back. But next season, it will be her second time back. Yes. And I guess that's good, too. Yeah. And what we loved uh, sort of at the beginning of the season is we felt like it's really rooted in kind of Marsha's emotional truth. And then she has Maya. The character has this great journey over the course of season one. So in the event of a season two, I'm crossing my fingers on my toes. You know, she'll start in another great emotional place. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll just launch it from there. Yes. So... How do you watch uh, the pilot? Like, what will you be doing at March 18th, 10 p.m., mm. nine, at 9 p.m. Central? There that is, will what is be that role? vodka. Okay. <laughs> Chardonnay for me. <laughs> Uh, we watch together. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We're, gonna, we're, we're having, having a, party. a party for the cast and crew. Oh, fun. Uh, okay. Um, 
this really cool uh, spot. It's called Sugar Studios. It's at the penthouse of the Wilchern okay. downtown. And there's a screening room. And, you know, we'll have a caterer and a bartender. And everybody Everyone will be tweeting. I yes. mean, it's, you know, yeah. social media central. It's get all the cast there, the writers, the editors, and have everybody just, you know, tweet and Instagram and all that. Can I just say you have a super attractive cast? Everyone in it right. is we do. just really fun to look at in many <laughs> yes. ways. Yes. yes, It's not always pleasant being around them because yes. they're so We don't so like getting our pictures beautiful. taken with them, that's for sure. <laughs> but, but TV's a weird business because the next day you get the ratings. Yeah. And then, so how do you manage those emotions? Like, honestly, like, it sounds fun. The event party sounds fun. Yeah. But uh-huh. then the next day, like, you've been through this before. So how does it happen? It's excruciating. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And I think, you know, it seems like here we are, we're waiting for our show to premiere. Oh, it's so exciting. But it's really, it's very nerve wracking. And we're, we really try to kind of live in the moment and find the excitement um, because there's no point in being right. terribly nervous all the time. Um, it's much better to just be excited that your show is going to premiere. Um, and then, I don't know, that morning, what are we going to do, Liz? Um, the 19th? Hike. While we're we'll hike, yes, we'll hike, hike in the morning. But then also, the now it's weird because live plus seven yes. is yes. really the number that matters. So you so have to explain to people what that means. That. Okay. It means yeah. okay. Yes. It means viewers collected over seven days, Yes, right? because so much, especially it's a 10 p.m. show, our D, uh, DVR numbers are huge. So it's really, we won't know for a week how we did. So it's yeah. going to be a whole week of free floating Vodka anxiety. and hiking. Yes. Vodka and hiking. Yeah. Um, it's a cycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, also from listening to Happy Hour in Hollywood, I can appreciate in a whole new way just how hard people work to make a show happen. I know, I think you call this your season of sacrifice or something. Yes. You're yeah. just you're just working day and night and you're thinking about everything. And as showrunners, you have to make the call on even some fairly minor details, <laughs> yes, right? It's yes. just, it's an insanely hard job that I think people don't really appreciate. It is an insanely hard job, but what you're saying just sort of reminded me of it's it's an insanely hard job for about 200 people or more for several months. You know, it's people yeah. on the crew show up well before we get there in the morning and they're working yeah. well after we go home. They have these incredibly long, physically laborious days. And so when we're looking at the screen, we're seeing, you know, the the work of. The prop master. Um, us and the writers and all the, you know, everyone on the production end. Yes, the prop mas- master, our production designer, everybody who's doing, literally moving the lights around. It's it's such an incredible team effort. So it's like we have our own anxiety and mm-hmm. then we have like all of this, you know, we want to deliver for right. all of these people right. who have put their whole lives into the show. Right. Yeah, what's sad is even to make a bad episode of television <laughs> is a lot of work. It's just as much work? It is just as much work. It's just so as much. when it's good, which I happen to think the fix is good, it, it seems yeah. like a miracle. Yeah. Um, well, you know what's also a miracle? Getting a show on network television. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, I think about like your journey, like you're doing the podcast. It's a great idea to have, like, inside track on Hollywood writing and how that works. And, oh, my gosh, you sell a show in the middle of that. Yeah. I, I mean, because the odds are insane. Then we thought, this is going to be so anticlimactic right. if we right. do this whole story on the podcast. And then it's like, well, that's over. Yeah. 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 Moving on. But that is the life of a writer yeah. in Hollywood. It is. Uh, <laughs> most things don't sell. 
And yeah. even if you make a pilot, they don't also get picked up. Yes. Yeah. And now we're faced with, and if you get season one, you usually don't get season two. So yeah. we're, now that's our next uh, next, next hurdle. hurdle. <laughs> right, right, right. So I, you also thought a lot and talked a lot about your role as leaders. I mean, mm. Sarah, I know you say everyone's working just as yeah. hard as you are. Okay, that's true. But you're the bosses. And I could hear you wrestling with yeah. what you, you wanted your style of leadership to be in the course of running this giant enterprise. Because you're basically starting a business from scratch, yeah. making it all happen, all new people, creative ideas. So what did you learn in that? Did you, were you the kind of leaders of the process that you set out to be? We certainly tried very hard to be, and I think on the whole we succeeded. Yeah, I think that, you know, we've had a lot of experience in television. We've run other shows, mm-hmm. um, none that we probably cared about to the degree we cared about this one. Yeah. Um, but I think we we improved on a lot of errors we've made in the past. Um, I think we were... Um, quicker to say yes to people instead of sort of being more guarded and suspicious of people's motives. You know what I mean? I think we were really viewed it as a team, really embraced um, the team aspect. Sometimes you can, I think when you're less experienced, everything seems like it's a battle. Mm -hmm. And so we tried to really say nothing's a battle. It's all a conversation. And I feel like we manage that yeah. And um, I think our priorities are different now than they have been in the past because we do have young kids. And that really forces you to structure your time and make decisions about where you want to be and and why. Um, so I think just having that as the background helped us focus on the show when it was time to focus on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing is, I think we've really learned how to staff well. Yes. So over the years, you hire people and you have regrets about maybe <laughs> certain people you've hired. And well, so according think, to the uh, ZipRecruiter ads, hiring is the hardest. Yes. Thing. <laughs> well, you, you know, know what? they're it's not true. wrong. We and, agree. Yes. And so I think we've really learned how to hire people. Yes. And so I think we really loved from, you know, production through the writers. Etc. Our director producers, uh, you know, and we had an amazing cast who were all such team players and yeah. always came prepared. So that makes it much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of drama. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that I I'm very happy with what we did. I, I must too. say. Now others may disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure you were great. <laughs> Bring in the writing staff and then we'll find out. <laughs> now, a million years ago on Satellite Sisters, we had Anne Moron, who at the time was the CEO of Time, Inc., mm-hmm. when Time, Inc. was a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so she was a very powerful woman in media, and she said, if you want to get things done, hire a working mother. Mm. They're the best hire yep. you can get because they're not fooling around. They're coming in. They're getting their job done. They're super efficient. And then they're getting out of there. And, you yes. know, I think that is an interesting way to think about your leadership style and, and being, you know, productive and getting stuff done and not wasting people's times and not assuming that everyone has 16 hours a day to be on yeah. side with you. Yeah. yeah. So. 
Yeah, I think you had talked about that, like not having your writers sit around for long stretches because you'd been staff on shows where the showrunners just had people sitting around for long stretches of time. Yeah, spinning wheels is never good. Very common. Yeah. And Liz, you know, your mantra, strong, calm, kind. How'd that that work for you? I would say that all the time to Sarah. Well, as I've said many times, more often I'm weak, hysterical, and mean. (laughs) But I would say to Sarah, strong, strong, calm, kind. (laughs) And she even had perfume made for me that was called strong, calm, kind. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. She likes personalized gifts. Yeah, that's a product idea Liz has not thought of. Yeah. <laughs> well, remember, with strong, calm, kind, my approach is two out of three is pretty good yes. on, any, on any given day. <laughs> yes, and I think that's an important element. <laughs> All right. Well, The Fix, it's on Monday premieres Monday, March 18th, ABC. I'm going to say this very slowly. ABC, 10 p.m. Yes. Set your DVRs yes. or watch it live if you can stay up that late. Yeah. Yes. God bless Please you. Please watch. But, uh, <laughs> I'll be setting my DVR and watching it the next morning. Okay, stay right here because we're going to talk about your podcast and we're going to ask you all the questions that we get asked. So stay right here. We also have a special guest. We do. We We do. We have a surprise. Yes. So you don't know who it is. So stay tuned. Uh, We're the Satellite Sisters. We'll be back in a second. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting (laughs) rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Okay, we are back here with Sarah Fain and Liz Kraft. Um, But we have a little surprise for you because, you know, I mean, we're super happy for you, but a lot of people are. So here's just a special tape we wanted to play for you. Hit it, Sergio. Hey, it's Gretchen Rubin. <laughs> Yay! Yay! I just wanted to say a quick, huge congratulations. 
Your theme for last year as a team, your team theme was the phrase relentlessly entertaining. And I think with the fix, you have pulled that off. It is amazing. Um, I cannot wait to see what the future holds. That is so great. Okay, so we have one question for you, Gretchen, before you have to go. You just celebrated the fourth anniversary of Happier, the podcast you do with Elizabeth. And we know from working together as sisters over many years that you learn a thing or two about your sisters (laughs) once you start working with them. So we're just wondering, what's the biggest thing you've learned about Liz during the time that you have actually worked together? Well, you know, I... I didn't realize quite how creative she really is. I mean, because we had done things like write a eulogy for our grandfather or like a birthday toast to our mother from time to time. And I mean, I knew that she was super successful, but I didn't really feel it up close and personal until we were working on the podcast together. And then it would be something like, well, could you write a description of the live event? And she'd write something so good. Or I remember (laughs) when we launched the podcast, I was like, can you take a stab at writing the description? Because I'm just... I'm just completely stuck. I have no idea how to even approach it. And she wrote something and I'm like, this is perfect. And I didn't know she had it in her. Um, well, so she's a writer. It. She's yeah. a writer. Why is that a surprise? Well, I guess I just didn't realize it for myself. I knew it intellectually, yeah. but I hadn't sort of seen it with things where I could judge. Because it's like, oh, she's writing for a television show. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. even really know how to evaluate that, you know, (laughs) other than just like, oh, that was a good show. Um, But this, like, I know what this looks like. Or just when we'd be planning things, she'd say, well, what about this? Or what about that? And I'd be like, oh, my gosh. You're so, you're so creative. So that was a happy surprise is that she just, um, it was just wonderful. That's great. Well, that's one thing about just the spirit of the Satellite Sisterhood is you begin to learn sisters got skills. They really do. (laughs) They've learned a few things. They have. That's so true. (laughs) Gretchen, this was so special for you to call in. Thank you. Really, the spirit of the sisterhood. I love it. Thanks so much. Okay. Like, I recorded that with Gretchen last week, and then I told Leon what Gretchen said. And we, we laughed howling. so hard. <laughs> we're like, that's so typical. Like, you're a very successful yeah. writer. And she's shocked you like, can write oh, a three-line show <laughs> description. Thanks. That is so great. Thanks, sis. Oh, yeah. I was oh watching your God. face when she started talking. Know, you were so, so touched. I, I was know. a little teary. That it was, was really sweet. sweet. <laughs> well, because also everyone needs to know. I mean, Gretchen does everything. I mean, she is the, um, she does 99% of the work on the show. <laughs> So I'm glad she thinks that I contributed <laughs> something um, because uh, I, I take advantage of her skills. So Well, we laugh about it all the time on Satellite Sisters that it's it's sort of like your family is the last to know how talented yes. you are. Right. You know, that, yes. that is, yeah, they like Julie went to business school. And so there's a lot of stuff she learned right. since the time we were like 13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? Well, being a sister, I also have to say, Gretchen, has a book out, Outer Order, Intercom. And, yes. Uh, yeah. Everyone check it out. Okay, a good sister promoting. <laughs> well, well that's why I was talking to her on my other podcast, ah, Safe yes. for Work. She she had an office space intervention with me. Oh. Because you know what a bully she is. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. <laughs> I call her my happiness bully, and she really is. People laugh, but then they encounter her in person. and Yeah. They she wants to be truth. chief clutter officer for, like, the world. <laughs> yes. So, whatever. Okay, <laughs> okay, let's move back to you. Thank you, guys. That was great. <laughs> 
Do you enjoy doing your podcast, though? Because it's very different than what you've done creatively in the past. It's a completely different job description. So, Sarah, how much do you like it? Do you, what have you learned? I really love it. I was so terrified when we started. I mean, I was just like absolutely terrified because Liz and Gretchen do their podcast. They make it seem easy. You guys like, you know, are pros beyond anything I can imagine. So it was like very intimidating. Um, but I think it's actually been great for us because it forces us to really evaluate our day job. Like we think about it now in a very um, kind of specific way. So we're not just sort of floating through our job every day. As And, and we really think about the choices we make and kind of the just every Every element of our, of our job kind of shows up on the podcast. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they kind of fit seamlessly together in a way that's really fun. And really the best part about our podcast, honestly, is we have the best fans. Yeah. We have the most wonderful group of people. We have this Facebook group of just incredibly supportive, kind, thoughtful, smart people. It's just fun to to meet them yeah and yeah. and interact with them it's we feel the same way that. about our group too yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah podcasting is so personal yeah. and people really yes. appreciate that yeah yeah it's a very different relationship i would imagine than with your tv viewers i mean tv viewers they yes. relate to shows they relate to the star of the show right i don't think they're really that concerned about the showrunners no. behind the scenes yes. but now you have this sort of one-on-one relationship with them yeah, and what I love is that it kind of gives a higher meaning to what we do because yeah. we're telling people about it and and sort of sharing mm-hmm. our I don't know if I'll say wisdom, but what we've learned. Um, it makes it kind of elevates it a little bit um, in my mind, anyway. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's nice to have people recognize what we do and not just care about who's on the show, right? Of course. I, you have wisdom. I mean, I had a takeaway a couple weeks ago. You answered a question from a mom who was concerned, like, oh, my gosh, my daughter wants to go into TV writing. How long do I give her before I force her to apply to law school? And I was in the process of forcing my son <laughs> to apply for internships he was not interested in. Uh-huh. Uh, he also would like to go into the film business. I was like, okay, Liz and Sarah just said to back off. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't ever want to go to law school. Like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to back off. I mean, you have a lot of very practical advice, and 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 it's easy to see that the people who listen to your show really respond to that. Like, you just had a meetup here in Hollywood. Who yeah. was there? Were they all writers? And who shows up? You know, it was really great. We had a meetup a year ago, and it was a, it was much bigger than we expected. It was about 100 people, and there were three men. And this year, the, the meetup, like, doubled in size, and there were so many men there. I think somehow we're kind of reaching... Um, a broader group, but we have people of all ages. We have writers, actors, actors um, producers, yeah. people in reality TV. We really try to make the podcast applicable to people in all areas of Hollywood and beyond Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really felt like at the podcast, uh, to toot our own horn, that we were succeeding <laughs> yeah. in that a little yeah. bit. Hey, we had a doctor from Cedars there. I don't know yeah, if you talked to her. Yeah, I didn't. Awesome. <laughs> well, first of all, I would like to point out again, you, you are the executive producers of a show that is going to be on network television. So if men aren't paying attention to that, that's too bad for them. Uh, I mean, you're actually yes. successful at what you do, so that I'm sure expands your audience and your, your influence. So, yes, it's, but, you know. 
<laughs> we all know that men, it's hard to get them to listen to women yeah. talk. Yeah. Right. No, it's true. It's the struggle of, of our lives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it we just, just talked is. about it on a recent show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's why our one of our mottos is stay noisy. Yes. Because it's hard to get people to listen to you. Yes. But now you're doing workshops, too. Is that something that you think you would have considered before the podcast? No, I don't no. think so. Now, I think partly because now we're just more comfortable talking to people, you know. Um, but we <laughs> yeah. have wanted to do um, workshops for years. We've talked about it. And um, we finally said, okay, we said this year our word of the year is going to be explode. And so part of that's going to be we're going to have our first writer's retreat. We're calling it a retreat, but it's really a workshop. Yeah. And we're having it in Ojai. Because uh, we know got, you love Ojai. We love Ojai. <laughs> we have 15 people. We sold out in a day, which That's we're great. very happy about. And it's going to be a very intense weekend of us teaching people how we think they can get staffed. Yeah. Um, and which is a whole different avenue, really, than either writing a show or hosting a podcast. You're busy. Yes. You have two yeah. shows, a you TV know? show, and now you're doing workshops. You're exploding. <laughs> you're exploding. <laughs> you know, if not now, when? Yeah. yeah. That is. No, yeah. I think just from listening to you since the very beginning of your show and to you, Liz, with Gretchen on Happier, like, I really feel like you're both embracing your expertise. Like, I think there comes a certain point in our lives and our careers where we realize we really do know what we're talking yes. about. Yes. You know, like, I guess we get to have an opinion on this. I guess we could give advice on this. It took me a long time, even though Leanne would probably say, I've always been bossing people right. around. Yeah. <laughs> I actually feel it's just only in the most recent stages of my career where I felt like I had enough of a breadth of experience to actually provide help and advice to other people. And I hear it in your voices when you talk yeah. on the show, and it's really inspirational, I think. Oh, it's well, nice to you. feel like we're good at our job. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I think it's hard sometimes, particularly as women, to be like, you know what? I'm going to own this. I'm good at it. Exactly. It's okay to say that. Yeah. And I think we only recently kind of feel comfortable with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I spent so many years as Sarah witnessed up close, just so <laughs> riddled with self-doubt. I you mean, couldn't, you describe on the show. Down, you couldn't talk to uh, some of yes, the showrunners. Joss Whedon yeah. I could not speak to. Um, so I'm glad that now I'm past that mm -hmm. usually and um, I can, you know, share what I've learned. Yeah. And if we can help other people who are in that position feel better about it yes. and do it better and feel better in that situation, then great, we're succeeding. And just know that you just have to hang in there and it does get better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think one of the ironies of writing, being a writer and uh, having sold some stuff to TV but never been staffed on a show, is that so much of selling to TV is talking. Like, yes. no one really tells you that. Yes. You know, the writing part is what you like to do by yourselves or you guys together. Like, that's it. But you got to sell it. And that yeah. is a completely different skill set than yes. actually putting the words on the page. It's very yeah. different. Yes. By the way, I have to say, I think the best thing that happened at our meetup was a very young woman <laughs> in her 20s came up and said she felt like she got her job 
um, at a huge studio because she took our advice about what to wear to the interview. Oh, that's wow. fantastic! Because she said afterward, we she said she'd been planning to wear like a corporate suit, but then she listened to our podcast about what to wear, and we'd said don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she explained what she wore, and she said once she was hired, the people said to her, "You know, you just looked like you fit right in here." Oh, wow. so we were like, "Score!" Yeah. <laughs> and did she it. just got promoted. Yeah. <laughs> Oh I was wondering at your meetup if a lot of people asked you for jobs. That was the... <laughs> Not one. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, that's good. They respected that boundary. Because I saw photos of it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, all those people are probably handing in their resumes. Or can I send Packets you my Packets of their work. Yeah, yeah that's a, it's, you're in a tougher position. People know that we don't want to adopt them at a satellite yeah. sisters meetup. <laughs> the sisterhood yes, uh, is limited. Okay, a couple of other things. We have a few more minutes I wanted to ask you about. Sarah, the bunny situation. (laughs) I was rooting for you to get the giant Flemish bunny. You know, there are days when I regret I I didn't. (laughs) Mostly when I'm cleaning up the enormous amount of guinea pig poop. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you look up guinea pigs online, no one says how much they poop. They talk about all the other things, all the good things, all the bad things, but not about the poop. It's a lot of poop. Yeah. Well, on on Happier in Hollywood, Sarah, she she chronicled her journey from Flemish, <laughs> giant Flemish rabbit to guinea pig. Liz, you tried to talk her out of it, but oh. I would be I would be walking my dog going pro bunny, pro bunny, <laughs> get the bunny. Yeah. Have you seen the pictures? They're oh my mutants. god, I googled it. <laughs> it's like not... that is a giant bunny. Oh god, it's hard to tell so if it's cute. Flemish. I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Some cautionary tales about the guinea pigs. Yeah. If you're trying to choose, if there's anyone out there trying to choose between <laughs> guinea pigs and a giant Flemish rabbit, I actually think rabbit. I would go with the rabbit if I had to do it over again. Right. And now I won't go to her house because I hate <laughs> yeah. guinea pigs. And, okay, Liz, I have to say, the episode of Happier where you and Gretchen went over your 18 for 2018 list, <laughs> I thought to myself, this is the best bit of comedy I've ever heard. <laughs> I did, like, nothing. Oh, my, Nothing. <laughs> Like, even the simplest things. I got, I, I got a know, black purse. That's the only thing I did. I it was hilarious. I mean, some of the stuff really wasn't hard. Yeah. And you're like, mm, no. I mean, she just went down the list. Like, and of course, she was like, yes, I did that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Check that off in January. Yeah. 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 Oh, I organized every picture I've ever taken. Yes. And you're like, no. Did I interact with any of the mothers at school? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Didn't do a spin class. Couldn't get myself to one spin class in a year. (laughs) But you accomplished a lot of other things. They just weren't on the list. I think it was just a bad list. Uh, Right. Well, you know, this year I've done nine for 19 to set the bar much lower for myself. So now I only have to do nine things. I haven't done any of them yet. Oh, wait. No, I did one thing. I got my face lasered. That was... That was, of course, the most important thing. Yeah, I got start a, there. I, I got a, a medical laser treatment on my face. So I'm now down to eight items. Okay. Well, I look forward to the recap at the end of the yeah. year when you go, well, I did one. Yeah. Then... In January. It'll be one for 20, yeah. 2020. Two for 2020. Oh, okay. Oh, before we're done. We did have a few gifts here for you. Hang on. Oh. I mean, we know we've heard you talk about, um, let's see, hang on. See, if Leon had done this, this would be a really gorgeous gift bag. Yeah. Oh but God. I just stuck <laughs> it in. I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of this. Okay. <laughs> but I know. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I know you are both. 
big fans of coffee mugs. This is a satellite sisters mug. I see pictures oh, of it oh, online. Oh, I'm so you happy guys, right now. This is like place of honor. Oh, Yay. Thank you so, so much. Oh, wait, there's more. Oh my gosh. You each what? also get a <gasps> stay noisy hat. Yes. There you go. Stay noisy. Stay noisy. Stay noisy. Which, by the way, Liz, I have to say, I just love that you stood up to that board. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes. I would like to say, Leanne actually wrote the tagline, the stay noisy tagline. Again, I'm a writer. Shockingly. You creative. Yes. Oh, and oh then, my God. And we have a Satellite sister side for Marsha Clark. Because <gasps> oh, yes. she's a, she's a true so Satellite good. sister. She so. is. Yes. She will love it. We okay. called her on our way here, okay. as a matter of fact. <laughs> she can put it all back in my really half-assed uh, tote really? bag. Really? Oh, thank, thank you. I don't know. I, got, I just got behind this week. You know how it is. <laughs> Uh, this, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. You will get no judgment from us. We are so excited. This is fantastic. Well, okay. thank you so much for coming into the Wondery Studios today. We're so excited for the fix. We wish you all the best of luck. How many times do we need to DVR it so the series gets reviewed? Yeah, right. Is there anyhow. anything? How can we rig the system? Uh, if you just play it every time you leave the house. You okay. don't have to yes. watch it a hundred times. Okay. Oh, just like start it, it and over leave. and over. Okay. They don't even know yeah. you're watching. Right. Right. Yeah. right. They don't know if you're sitting there. There's no heat sensor. Yeah. yeah, I like the way you think, sir. Yeah. <laughs> we have been speaking to Liz Kraft and Sarah Fain. Their show, The Fix, premieres March 18th on ABC at 10 p.m. 9 Central. And if you haven't checked out their delightful podcast, please do. Happier in Hollywood. You don't have to be in Hollywood to listen, right? You just It's right. a lot of fun to listen to. Thanks, you guys, for coming in. We appreciate it. Thank, thank you, guys. And do we want to just wrap the whole show now? Sure. Just, do yeah, we want to thank ahead. Sergio Enriquez. He's in the booth, uh, as always, doing a great job engineering and next week we have a very special episode coming up the well the tennis ball surprise right yes. and julie and the tennis ball yes it is one of our all-time most downloaded shows we're doing a special version of that for you it's sort of the satellite sisters episode with the most mockery and humiliation yes in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes so you're going to get a special version of that um in next week's feed that's right that's our spring break episode we would also like to thank our uh, sponsors for this week's satellite sisters we'd like to thank OpenFit, warby parker rothy's and care.com for more information about the sponsors or links to the offer you can go to satellitesisters.com all right, everybody, have a great week. Yeah, have a great week. Big success. Yeah. Right. And don't forget, call your satellite system.